Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we sat down with one of my favorite content creators, Batsheva Hart. She is also the star of Netflix reality show, My Unorthodox Life. We chat all about her journey and also how she finds balance in the crazy life of a content creator. Also, guys, we are filming in real life in our New York City studio, so you may hear some loud New York City noises in the background, and I apologize for that, but it is what it is. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today I'm sitting down with one of my favorite content creators, Batsheva Hart, and I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Love the office space <laughs> and this whole setup. So I'm awesome. excited to do this. I've been following you on TikTok for so long and I love all of your content and then of course I'm obsessed with your Netflix show My Unorthodox Life. You do so many different things every single day for your job. What would you say, you know, what how do you describe your job to people and what does a day in the life look like for you? So I think something that I love about what I do is that I don't have any real typical days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess I have somewhat of a schedule. I always like to do my research, specifically TikTok, looking at mm-hmm. trending sounds and just videos that they have so I can be on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always post every day on my stories what I'm up to. So I try to keep things slightly interesting to my followers. So if I know I have like a dull day of emails, I'll try to include something interesting just mm-hmm. like to keep them excited because I always think about what do I want to see on other people's pages and then that's what I do for my page. Well, and it, there's like a lot of pressure when you have those like kind of dull days to create something interesting to show your followers because sometimes it's like, even for us, I'm like, I, I'm not doing anything exciting today, but you want to continue to create and have that pressure right yeah I think something that I think about is people really connect with the everyday as well if your your dull day includes going grocery food shopping like share what you're buying because like everybody wants to feel like you're just a regular person which I which I am you know I do all those things food (laughs) shopping make myself lunch um so I try to be mindful of including things like that if I'm having a dull day like that is something that is interesting. Like, what do you like to eat for lunch? And share a question on my on my stories just to continue connecting with my followers. And when you were a, a little girl, like, what did you think that you were going to grow up to be? Because this career didn't exist probably when, you know, we were growing up like influencers or content creators. So what did you always imagine yourself becoming when you grew up? I always wanted to be a hairstylist. And yeah, you went to school. Yeah, for I went to cosmetology school. I worked in a salon when I lived in Israel. And then I kind of realized that just wasn't for me, but I still like to change up my hair and take some risks and change up my hairstyle pretty often. Mm -hmm. Um, So I carry it with me today. (laughs) And what are you studying now? Because you mentioned that you're um, taking classes, right? Yeah. So I am, um, I have my associates in accessories design from FIT Mm -hmm. and now I'm getting my bachelor's in direct and interactive marketing. I have three more classes, so I'll hopefully graduate by the summer. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It's just like a goal that I wanted to have because I I'd never thought I'd go to college. So even though I don't necessarily need the degree, I think it's important to always have a fallback plan. You're never going to regret having an education. Yeah. So as like many of you know and watch your Netflix show, you grew up 
um, in the ultra orthodox Jewish community. So um, it wasn't like something that you always planned on going to college. Like it's not something Definitely that girls not. do, right? Definitely not. I, I like never thought I'd go to college. So when I went when I was like 23, I was like, oh, like this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that you can pick your interests. That's something that I love about college. I feel like in high school or elementary school, like you're forced to learn everything. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to college, you can kind of hone in on what's interesting to you. So what was your experience like transitioning from the ultra orthodox community to your life now in fashion, reality TV? I have a little bit of experience. I grew up Jewish and I went oh. to um, a an Orthodox um, preschool and kindergarten. And okay. I grew up like with a bunch of like Jewish friends always. And then I went to boarding school in Connecticut where I was, I think I was the only Jew there. Right. And it was kind <laughs> of like a huge culture shock. So what was, obviously it's very different than your experience, but what I can't even imagine what that transition was like for you. I think I did everything very gradually, so nothing was like a light switch at all. It was like very step-by-step, step, thinking everything out. What do I want? How do I want my life to be? What kind of world would I want to raise children in? So I think those are all like different parts that I went through. Mm -hmm. um, and like if you, like you see my evolution on the show slightly, and just if you scroll back through my content throughout the years, you'll see it's just slowly slowly taking baby steps to find myself and how did you start feeling like comfortable like putting yourself out there on social media taking those like small risks I know on the show like you started like wearing pants um what was that like so social media I started it like four and a half years ago and I was fascinated by it because I always struggled with finding a career that I can have time to be a mom and have something for myself and mm -hmm. like make my own money. Um, so when I was watching all these bloggers at the time, like sharing what they were wearing and what they were doing and travels, I was like, that sounds cool. Like, I want to try that out. <laughs> um, and I have been fortunate to be able to travel and I like fashion. So I ended up just like starting on a whim when I had a summer off from school and I really loved it. So I went, you know, dropped out of my bachelor's program for accessories design, uh, took the year off to really like focus on it. And I haven't looked back since. Amazing. And do you think that like your unique experience makes your content like more dynamic or that you can connect with certain people in a way that like maybe other influencers can't? Um, I don't think so because I never mentioned my religiousness on my profile. It was never something that I discussed. Like, whatever I was doing, I was just doing. Mm -hmm. um, I had done, like, one or two TikToks about it uh, pre the show coming out, but maybe, like, six months before. So it wasn't something that was, like, forward in my content. Mm -hmm. I think what maybe helped me stand apart was just doing my own thing because I was doing my own thing, yeah. coming from a place where everyone did the same thing and... I was finding myself, so I feel like that gave me the confidence to share what I wanted and not be afraid to put myself out there. I remember I was following you before the show, and I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. That's so cool. Um, what advice would you give to young women who are, like, make, trying to make a career or lifestyle change um, somewhat similar to, like, what you did? I think it's important to remember that this is your life. You're the one who's living it. So you have to kind of take out other people's opinions into the equation. People are going to talk. You can't stop them. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, they're not living your life. You are. So if you're unhappy and you want to make a change, you have to do that for yourself mm -hmm. because you can't let people hold you back. 
And how, I know that you were, you know, creating content and had a pretty significant following before the show, but yeah. what, what has it been like ever since, like, putting your whole family and all this, like, personal details on your life, like, out there for everyone to watch? Um, it's been <laughs> different. I, I would say, like, the one pro is that we filmed it so long ago that when it was feels... When was it filmed? We filmed um, in, like, August 2020. Oh, so, so, like, over a year mm -hmm. ago. Uh, so it doesn't feel like as prevalent once it comes out, like it's not as intense. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that, that happened a while ago. It's okay. Um, but it's different because I get to connect with a lot more people on a deeper level than I think I ever was able to. So it's been really rewarding to help people, inspire them, connect um, in a completely different way. And like through the show and with your family, you guys show like different aspects of Judaism. I know mm -hmm. like you have a brother that's more religious, a sister that's less, and obviously, like, your mom who's made a huge transition. Um, what are some, like, positives and negatives from that experience? Because as someone Jewish, I thought it was so cool, like, seeing an example out there. Mm -hmm. But I know there's probably, like, negative criticism and backlash that came with it as well. Yeah, I mean, we knew that people, if, if you're hating on somebody's lifestyle, it's natural to defend it. Um, but I think what's really beautiful about the show is that you do get to see all those different religious levels. Mm -hmm. And if you watch through all nine episodes, we talk about religious holidays. There's a lot of love for Judaism. Um, it is against fundamentalism. So people who are in that community obviously disagree with our point of view. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. Yeah, it's everyone not for has everyone. their own point of view. Um, and it was never meant to tell people not to be living that way. It's more for the people who are struggling, sharing that you can still have a very positive, successful life without being intense. Yeah, you can still level. celebrate aspects yeah. of your religion without yeah. being extreme. Exactly. Because I think a lot of times, at least like with my friends, um, not a lot of people like continue their religion that they grew up in you know like a lot of people are like oh, I'm more spiritual I'm like mm -hmm. not gonna raise my kids this way but I find that there's so much like beauty and tradition and that just because you have a religion or like believe in God that doesn't make you like less intellectual oh, or you sure. know spiritual yeah. right yeah I mean I think religion is beautiful I think extremism on any religion yeah. whether it's Christian, Muslim, Catholic. I mean, I've gotten messages from every religion out there, people saying, you know, I'm in this place within this religion. Like, this is inspiring me to make a change or do something for myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's specific to Judaism. I think it's any place where you're put in a strict place and in a strict environment that one way is Not the even only religion, way. just yeah. like even... In general, lifestyle, yeah. whatever it is. So that's what I feel like is really relatable about the show is that it can really relate to anybody who's experiencing something like that. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. And how do you balance, like, your personal life and, like, your social media or, like, media presence? Like, how do you balance that? I think I'm really good at 
I'm, I'm terrible at saying this word, compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing, yeah. <laughs> uh, this word. So I am good at like turning off my phone and putting it away. I also still celebrate Shabbat, so I don't use social media or answer my emails for 25 hours every oh God, single that's week. that's so hard to do. <laughs> so it's hard, but I'm so thankful for it because I think it makes me love what I do. And I don't feel like I get burnt out as much as some people do because I take that break for myself every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so thankful that I have made that commitment. Um, beyond the religious aspect, also just like mental health wise, it's really nice to unplug and take I, time totally. for yourself. So I think that's like the number one thing. And I also try to avoid social media at nighttime. Even if I'm taking a story of something, like I'm not going to scroll through or I'm not going to, I definitely don't go on TikTok at night. Oh I my really, God, that's my <laughs> biggest problem. I can't do it. I, I make those like boundaries that I have to stick to because for me, it's also like work. So yeah. when I'm on TikTok, it's more for like market research than it is for enjoyment. And I think that's something that's so important that is like really hard for mm-hmm. a lot of people to just put down their phone because it's so easy to be like the first thing you do when you wake up is like yeah. check Instagram or like go to bed mm-hmm. scrolling through TikTok and it's like really not the most healthy thing to do. Yeah. It's hard, but I <laughs> think super it, hard. It, it pays off. Yeah. And it's something that like we need to like make more of an effort to. Yeah. I, by we, I mean no, me I, and probably I, a lot I, of other people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I know that, um, your mom has been like a big driving force and, you know, your lifestyle changes, your career and like a big supporter, at least from what I've seen on the show. Um, I know like my mom as well has always been like very inspirational to me. She was an entrepreneur, an immigrant, like how, like, what have you taken from her, your mom that, you know, you kind of like, what have you taken from her that you like you use today for your like personal life or like career? I think, well, number one is it's never too late to achieve your dreams. Yeah, I mean. At any point, you can change your mind, decide you want to do something else. She became like a CEO and like started her own company at in her 40s, yeah. right? Yeah, that's insane. And she was coming from being a stay-at-home mom, no degree, no edu- like no real education in that sense, or a real work experience. Yeah, so inspirational. Yeah, so that's, I would say, number one. Um, and beyond that is just like as a woman, to have something for yourself. You don't need to be a full-time boss babe yeah just like having a side hustle that you can continue when your children do grow older I think is really important for women because I think we live long hopefully healthy lives if you become a mom and that's your only job and there's nothing for you when your kids grow up I think it's hard to find your place in the world because a lot of times you're still super young and you have like a whole a whole life, other life, a whole yeah. other life available. But I think it's hard for some people to figure out what they want to do then if they're. <laughs> we have the hum in the background. It's OK. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's just something that I think is really important that I try and I and I, you know, no judgment, I think. Being a mom is the hardest job ever. Totally. Um, and I'm not a mom, so I can't really say. But I think something I learned is that to try my best to keep something for myself throughout those years that I can continue doing after. Totally. Um, and how do you explore your entrepreneurial side? Like, what are your future goals, aspirations? Do you have? So uh, it's funny because I was just discussing this question with someone and I was saying how I'm really happy like where I am and I'm just trying to take advantage of the opportunities I have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, down the line, I definitely would like to do some sort of product line. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm just like taking advantage of my life right now and what 
all the new things that are happening. So I'm not really, I don't have like a five, 10 year plan for myself. I'm going to see where it goes. Yeah. And like, I think the best things that you start, if it is a product line comes to you like super naturally and something that you're passionate about. It's not something that's like forced. Exactly. And I know you're really into like fashion and style and we are obviously a jewelry business. And I think like jewelry in particular um, holds like extra sentimental value. Do you have any like specific pieces that are extra meaningful to you or like specific jewelry pieces that you love wearing i mean the jewelry i'm wearing right now i never so much take good off. jewelry <laughs> <laughs> I, if any if i have anything real i wear it because otherwise i lose it yeah <laughs> um so i think like everything that i'm wearing on my arms has been for some sort of occasion mm-hmm. um but i love jewelry i actually before i went to fit for accessories design i took jewelry design classes oh, really? first um but it was really tedious, so it wasn't for me. But I love accessories. I think jewelry is everything. So, Did you pick out your engagement ring? I redesigned it. Oh, you did? Yeah. What was that process like? It was good. It was and easy. he was cool? Yeah, because I'm the one who's wearing it, you know? I, I think we got married really young, so yeah. I, don't, I didn't really know what I wanted. And mm-hmm. then a couple of years down the line, I'm like, you know, I want to change this up a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. And like bring new life to exactly. it and to match your personal style. Um, so I want to play a game with some engagement rings. Let's do it. <laughs> so we have some here. And since you are um, such a personal style icon, I just wanted to get your take on the different rings that I'm going to show you okay. and tell me like what kind of like personal style or what kind of person like would wear something like this. Ooh, okay. I'll try my best. Okay, so we're going to start with one of our most popular styles right now, which is the oval on a really skinny gold band with a hidden halo. Okay. I think this is beautiful. This is, if it had some, like, is it Pabe? Like, that would be, like, my dream ring. I think Blake Lively has a setting like this. So, like. I, it's on my mood board of, yeah. you know, future future diamonds. Do you like the oval shape? I love the oval shape. I think I think it makes your fingers look thinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get more space out there. And I feel like it's slightly more modern than, like, the classic round cut yeah, that totally. I have. So what type of woman do you think, like, would rock this kind oh. of ring? Um, I think because it's simple, I would go with someone who's... Well, I mean, it is flashy because it's big, but yeah, someone, we're gonna get even bigger. Yeah, soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I feel like this would be someone who's classy, chic, but they don't want they don't want too much going on. They like simplicity when it comes to their jewelry. So then we'll move on to the next oval. So this one was okay. like just over three and a half carats okay. for the center. The next one is similar to the one that you described Blake Lively's ring mm-hmm. to be. But this is an eight carat oh, oval. Holy moly. <laughs> and it's set in a pave band in okay. platinum. So this is a little bit flashier. Okay, yeah. This is slightly <laughs> flashier, I think, because um of the white gold, it makes it slightly older. I feel like people my age at least are going more for like rose yellow gold, gold, yellow gold. Um, and because it's so enormous, it has to be an older woman unless she's like this girl's uh, really living. An older, <laughs> successful lady, right? Yes. Um, beautiful. Awesome. And then this one is very um, elegant, too. It's a emerald cut with tapered baguette, so okay. a pretty classic style. This is yeah. a 10-carat emerald cut. This is beautiful. I mean, all these diamonds are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Adding things to my wish list. Um, but I, I feel like also emerald is slightly older. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I feel like 
the oval, maybe like marquee style diamonds are slightly younger. It just like depends. A on little trendier. Yeah, a little trendier. Like mm-hmm. what age are you getting married? Mm-hmm. What timing this is, is that? This is an upgrade ring. This is an upgrade ring, 100%. This is, you know, you get maybe at your 10 year anniversary, <laughs> maybe, maybe 25 yeah. year. <laughs> Amazing. And then the last one we have, very classic. It's a four and a half carat round, also on that like pave band. I think this is for someone who, like, doesn't want to take any chances. Okay, okay. Some little uh, risk adverse. Yeah, risk adverse. <laughs> they want the classic, nice, beautiful, clear-cut diamond. Clear no cut. frills. <laughs> clear-cut. Yeah. Um, no frills, but it's obviously really beautiful. Timeless. Timeless timeless piece that's never going to go out. What would you pick for your 25 25- uh oh. it doesn't even have to be one of these like what oh. would you want like your like well, dream upgrade my dream upgrade is is probably something like this mm-hmm. in rose gold mm. yeah so big oval and rose gold yeah something really simple so i'm i have a lot of glitz going on i'm kind a lot of, of like bling, yeah. i'm ready to move on from the bling <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for playing with us. Of course, anytime. I'm always happy to play with diamonds. Yeah, you're always welcome to come play with diamonds. Um, so yeah, what are some, what can we look out for in the future for Botsheba? You have so much going on. I'm just like working on new partnerships and projects, and I'm just very thankful to be in the place that I am. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to have you and get to meet you in person. And yeah. Thanks for coming by. Um, let everyone know where they can follow you um, on TikTok, Instagram, everywhere, and keep up with whatever's going on. Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, all Bachava Heart. That's Heart with two A's. Awesome. And thanks for having me on. It was so much fun chatting with Bacheva and hearing all about her story, how she finds balance in her career and her personal life. What was one of the biggest transitions you've made in your life? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in.